Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine. Thank you for joining us for this conversation. all the weird questions now like i normally do all the one that i kept inside <laughs> that's right looking been, at you and say why didn't he ask exactly, that exactly they've been piling up so uh so our, our good friend chris is in for a treat today oh my gosh we're ready <laughs> the, the pile up of questions uh this, this is sean martin you're very welcome to uh to an on location podcast here on itsp magazine podcast network and we are live this is recorded but we're live uh with our friend <laughs> Chris from Black Croak. How are you, man? Hey, I'm doing good. Doing good. It's great to be here. Yeah, and uh, I have the pleasure of Marco joining me for this conversation. Marco figure. Go figure. Exactly. Surprise guest. Surprise guest. And it's been, we're about halfway through, I guess, kind of, sort of. It's been interesting. The energy is certainly there. A lot of people are here. Oh, yeah. Definitely a lot of energy at RSA this year. And uh, a lot of of topics. Uh, I'll I'll share my thoughts in a few moments, but I want to hear, I'm sure our audience wants to hear... Who, who Chris is and uh, who Black Cloak is to kick things off. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm Chris uh, Pearson, the CEO founder of uh, Black Cloak. Black Cloak is digital executive protection. We protect the other 12 hours a day for corporate executives, board members, C-suite, executive leadership teams. We protect them in their personal lives. We protect their personal lives, their devices, their privacy, their homes. Really, quite honestly, at the end of the day, we protect their peace of mind and the peace of mind for the CISOs and champions that we have on the inside of the company, making sure that the company doesn't get hacked or lose data that comes out of a home or personal device or home network, Um, and making sure that that doesn't have any impacts back into the company, doesn't lead to a further data breach, not just of information that might be on the outside, but also for that person and their family. So, uh, you know, it's really great to be here. It's really great to be here at RSA again, live in person and and be able to share what we're doing with so many different partners that are currently uh, with us, as well as uh, some new ones that we're bringing on board. Well, talking about going back home, right? Here is work, <laughs> ton of people. I run into people I haven't seen in, in years, and that's fantastic. And, uh, and everybody's asking, Did you, have you been to the expo? And everybody's like, oh, my God, so much going on. And I'm wondering, the people that walk the floor, what do they bring back home? <laughs> I hope they don't bring back, you know, cybersecurity threats, but something that stick with them from uh, all the marketing messages, all the SWAT, the, 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 the merchandise, all the friendship conversation. But what do you think this year yeah, it's, remains? It's, yeah, it's an inter- it's an interesting question. I mean, first and foremost, there's just the excitement, and the fervor is palpable. Whether it's on the streets, at the expo, at the different dinner events, the bars, and all the rest of stuff. Um, I think probably th- there are a few things that I jot down in terms of just like notes of what I'm seeing, what I'm thinking, and and kind of what I hear others talking about. First one is is this notion of relationships. So I mean, this year's theme is stronger together. And uh, um, it's a really good message. I feel like last year was the first year that kind of RSA got back. I think they had like 45,000 people and, you know, but it was really great to get in person. This year, it's people are just dying and clamoring for relationships to actually 
talk to people, to actually really, really sync with them, to have meaningful conversations uh, with them. And I think I actually see a lot of that on the expo floor as well. Yes, people are there for the swag and the boots and all the rest of things, but actually like, hey, how does this work? Where's your engineer? Where's your architect? Can we have a conversation? Can we take this back somewhere? Can we actually talk about it? But they actually really want a non-Zoom relationship. They want to know their vendors. They want to know the people that are supporting them. They want to have a relationship. I mean, we're here overlooking, you know, the three of us are here overlooking uh, Moscone South from our from our suite. And, and um, you know, people just want relationships. They want to shake the hand. They want to talk to people. They want to know they're human. They want to say what things are going well, what things we do better on. And, and uh, I think same thing in terms of conference room floor. Um, really want really want to focus on that relationship. Well, and it's uh, I mean the, the community is a big part of this, right? And not just at a conference, but after the conference as well. Um, there's so much, and I mean we can talk about some of the marketing messages if we want to get there. <laughs> but even even if you get through, cut through the noise and into what is there, yeah. Um, what it is, how it works, kind of things you're pointing to, where it fits, who's going to run it, how does it reduce my risk, how does it help enable the business. You can only have so much. You have good starts of that conversation here. Yeah. But it's the ongoing conversation, that initial trust or relationship that you said, and then the ongoing trust with your, your partners and uh, fellow executives. and right. So what, what are some of the conversations you've heard yeah. where – people are actually saying, I can take this stuff back with me. Yeah, I think that you, you mentioned cutting through the noise. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, there is a, um, <laughs> on the show floor, right, the the amount of marketing, the amount of <laughs> lights and action and camera and swag and stuff that's just out there and the amount of uh, noise is, is quite substantial. Um, I think it's still a really good environment to get into, if you, especially if you can get in with uh, different technical people um, and have some real conversations. What are you trying to solve? But I think at the end of the day, it's the two questions. It's you know kind of like when you leave, it's the so what and who cares? Like, hmm. how does this solution actually solve an active problem I have? One that's coming, one that I can sense, one that's a true and present risk from what I see other companies uh, going through. And how can I work through a plan, a program to actually implement it? It isn't, I think we're at this inflection point of like, we don't need more. What we need is kind of better, making sure everything we've already bought and purchased is finely tuned, operating efficiently, solving those low hanging fruit. We're not going to get caught there. And then making sure that when we think about new solutions, uh, new different, um, um, new solutions, new different uh, ways of thinking about things that we are um, once again thinking how does this practically work within our environment how can we actually make sure that our information security team our director of security operations are actually utilizing this in a way that makes sense and in a way that is actually actionable it has to show it's like that one word of value cut through right. the noise to make sure you get the value that it's seen understood um, and really um, uh, adds value demonstrable value well, let's yeah. connect that with what you started talking about before. You, you bring back relationship. And as much as the technology is relevant, yeah. you want to commit and become a partner, c- customer with a company that you know is going to deliver not just something cool and shiny today, yeah. but the, develop that relationship. And you with Black Clock, you are in a relationship trust business. So 
Do you think people already come here knowing, I already kind of know what I'm looking for, and, or they yeah. just discover? I think I think there are different folks that are looking for different things. I mean, in some essence, it's a you know everyone gets off the plane, they walk into Moscone, North, South, whatever, and they're they're like you know the first question is what's new, right? What's new? Is it the same booth I saw at Black? Is the same this? Uh, you know what's new um, uh, that's here? I think there's always that that kind of element. Um, I do think that we need to go beyond the technology, right? Really beyond the technology. Somebody asked me the other day, said, you know, well, what type of company are you? Are you a tech-enabled service? Are you a platform service? Are you whatever? And I answer and I basically say we're a relationship company. And even with some of the meetings we've been having today with the CISOs and teams, we just had one, uh, one large six-person meeting where, you know, the director of SOC is there, one of the analysts is there, the deputy director, our deputy CISO, and it's just sort of they're all there and told them, there is no limitation on the things that we will actually do to protect like you and your executive teams because we have a relationship. There's no upcharge, no consultant, no this, no that. There's no, nothing else there. We're actually your external partner. We want to know you, right? Good times and bad. We want you to know that we're there for you. We're here to help you shine. We're here to help you accomplish and achieve your mission. But it's one of those things where it... I, I think in many ways on the product side, we've we've gotten stuck because it's, a, oh, well, you need more licenses or you need to go up to the next tier or you need to go something else. And people are afraid to ask. And what we really need to do is bring that back to the level of we are here to make you, your services, your product, you know, Mr. Miss Sisso, succeed, your company succeed. And we'll do what we need to to make sure that, that happens. And that's a real relationship, a real relationship. Um, and I think we got to do a lot more of that. Um, like, like I said, you know, stronger together, but it really does mean that there's a true value add there and there's a true relationship. Yeah. And the relationship, um, I mean, it can be a, a self-help uh, guru here now, but no, <laughs> I think in a relationship, you, you want to have that with somebody you trust, of course, yeah. but someone you can tell things to that may be uncomfortable sharing, right? hearing feedback and advice that you may not want to hear, but in that conversation, find the real direction yeah. that you want to lead to and end up at. Well, it's, it's, actually, it's actually funny you say that. It's, um, so we, we just announced on uh, Tuesday uh, that they were released uh, the CISO protection dashboard. So it's a dashboard by which the chief information security officer, their team can actually see the digital lives of, of the executives and clients in terms of at a high aggregate level. And I focused on that for a second because the dashboard, as it turned out, is not what we initially like designed it to be. We actually brought in our advisory board members. We brought in our CISOs. We actually asked them their opinion. We asked the opinion of the people that were going to be using that dashboard, grabbing that data, harnessing data, and writing reports. What do you want to see? How would you like to see this laid out? What is actually important to you? And it turned out a little bit different than we thought it was going to. And we right now have a, <laughs> we have like a humongous backlog. We asked, we asked a simple question, what do you think? Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I don't know, we got a hundred backlog items of things of like, wow. And we're really going through it and making an honest effort on, okay, we have 10 companies that said this. Okay, 20 said this. Okay, 30 CISOs want this. You know, some want it, some don't want. We have some clear things where some people want a left-hand turn, some people a right-hand turn. So we're going to build both. And now we have to think about how does that, but I mean, yeah, you actually, you know, when you ask the question and you actually listen to the response, that's probably the most important part here. I will, I will say, um, 
Uh, we had a uh, uh, we did a two hour learning lab, uh, 120 people right. in the learning lab, and these are sessions where it's not a speech at the people. It's a uh, setting the stage and then active involvement uh, uh, there with the people that are there, and we assign people into roles. Uh, and there are five teams. Uh, one is information security, uh, one is legal, compliance, PR marketing, and then the board of directors. And we rotate people through as we go through the scenario and you have to get out of your comfort zone of being IT or if you're a lawyer or compliance or a privacy or whatever you were. Uh, we actually had one uh, 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 PR person for a cybersecurity company in and uh, the, the number one remark we got was, wow, this really taught me a great amount of human empathy. I didn't actually view it from their perspective until you made me become them and do the whiteboard presentation on what I need and I want and my team needs and my team wants from this scenario because that in that scenario, that's how I'm being paid. That's how I'm putting food on the table. That's how I'm doing this. And it's like, wow. It's like, so So even beyond relationship, it's just like human empathy, like understanding the roles that everyone else plays. It might be the CSO, it might be the CISO, it might be the CIO, it might be right other roles here. and, and um, it's actually one of the one of the cool takeaways. Um, uh, it was really. Uh, it's actually really nice to. Uh, I love it. Yeah. You know, I love what you just said because, for, in the beginning of time, somebody makes a product, and then find the people that like that product. Now we are <laughs> at a point that it's a two-way communication. Yeah. We actually have the, the business model, the technology to adapt. So, is there any um, very unique? Uh, cases that you were really like wow do they really want this or do they really don't want that I mean I know you mentioned but like yeah. can you say something that is yeah there's just one just one interesting aspect of you know so we will provide uh, uh, only aggregate level data uh, on the executives <clears throat> to our clients uh, and and the CISOs and their teams uh, there are a few specific uh, types of CISOs by sectors um, that that are you know, saying, look, you know, an attack one, an attack on one is attack on all, and we're in an industry where you know that is super important to us uh, from a nation state perspective. And so, if we see something internal, we want to be able to correlate that external. And so, there's a whole separate like opt-in process and workflow we're working on with the board members and the executives uh, and uh, uh, those CISOs to go ahead and foster that. It's one where we. It's one where is we're a privacy first company, so everything's aggregate level only. Can't tell anything specific about any one individual period. But there are some people in some certain sectors that are wanting and demanding that more. And so it's really interesting to hear it from their lips in terms of, wow, they're really passionate about it. And if we can deliver that to them in a way that's fully transparent and fully acknowledged, um, it's just something that we hadn't thought of before, and so we actually we actually learned a lot by just listening. Um, uh, and it was, it was yeah, it's kind of a nice thing. And it's actually the, the fun thing about that is, yeah, you know, the active listening in person is so much different than Zoom. It's like everyone's face is like whited out from their big bright light on Zoom and stuff like that. It's like you know this one team that we met with, they're really really passionate of. They want that. They have verifiable nation state attacks that are hitting them and their executives they're like we need this it's a pain point for us can you please help us solve it so we're actually gonna test bed that that different approach and once again I, it's you know with my privacy background um 
<laughs> it's just there's it's a just book book on the on the, uh, the, the, the in the room here extreme privacy <laughs> yeah yeah no but yeah yeah extreme privacy but yeah the um <laughs> it, it's one of those things where well as you guys know you know as a former chief privacy officer for the royal bank of scotland it's yeah. it's just ingrained it's ingrained in me it's ingrained yeah. in our team and it's ingrained in our in our in our company at black cloak but it's a, it's an interesting different use case and the ability to the ability to actually deliver that to, to that team and solve their pain is going to be um, it's actually going to be a really great journey and they're going to yeah. get what they want uh, they're going to get yeah. what they want because we're going to design it with them and for them and I want and the reason I brought the book up and keeping the privacy going here is because what what you do and it kind of goes back to my previous point of delivering some hard news yeah <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking of the, uh, the the cobbler's children have no shoes right that do the do you find that the security professionals don't always follow their own advice? Oh, and yeah. and are, what are, if so? What are those conversations? Sound yeah, like? I mean, when we're it's 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 and we just we just had one uh, we just had an issue of this uh, last week. Uh, um, yeah, it was some someone that that I personally know, but um, unfortunately, uh, yeah, you know, CISOs are spending a lot of their time worrying about the the four corners of the office, the different office environments, networks, what's happening there. And sometimes, like the last thing they want to do when they go home is take care of and be the CISO for their husband or wife or kids or spouse or significant other. It's the last thing they want to do. Hey guys, you know we gotta bump everyone's machines. It's time for another Apple update this month. Oh hey, it's Tuesday. We got to go ahead and roll out the yes. Windows patches. Oh you know, yeah. And, and it's one of those things. <clears throat> it's one of those things where we actually do have a lot of um, a lot of uh, uh, extra space, uh, room for improvement, so to speak, uh, from CISOs, WCISOs, CIOs even, in terms of their own home security, because they just don't pay as much attention to it uh, at home since it kind of consumes them. And so when we are, when our team is able to actually uh, either seize malware or is able to get in uh, to those personal homes, it's a lot of time it's on the tech teams. They do a great job at work, but on the on the personal side, sometimes there are, there are weaknesses and stuff, so. Yeah. Um, but the good thing about that is they understand it. Like right. they understand the ramifications from yeah. it. And it it's just like, the, oh, okay, yep. Yeah, got, and, got and, it. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's, it's, it's immediate value, immediate value. Yep. I mean, we, we've been talking with you for a long time, even before Black Cloak, we've known yeah, you for yeah. a while. We talk about privacy and the, I think that the, the the usual the joke that comes in my mind is you know you you don't want to bring work home but nowadays <laughs> it's impossible yeah. you can't just lock the door like yeah. security is not that door of the office locked it's it's your everything you do in your life yeah, so yeah. It's, it's hard to grasp though sometimes even for the professional I think I mean I mean look our, we always say you know home is the new battleground. The home always has been the battleground, but the sensitivity and awareness post COVID is just like sprung through the roof. Um, yeah. You know, if you guys remember, it's like um, way back when it was oh you know we can only deploy a hundred VPN licenses. We could never ever deploy ten thousand VPN licenses. Well, all of a sudden you know three years ago people <laughs> deployed you know ten thousand twenty thousand VPN licenses to their to their uh, employee workforce so that everyone could be remote, everyone could be home. Whole homes are being redesigned. Everyone's right. People are now demanding no the little upstairs section that's kind of open. I can't use that as a business area, the cubicle type of thing. I have to go ahead and close that in and all the rest. I mean, uh, people are really looking at the home as just a, hey, I'm going to be working from home two days a week, three days a week, needs to be conducive, needs to be this, needs to be that. And it it, it has massively, massively extended uh, the attack surface. I mean, it's just, 
and it, well, you get you get you get the fact that number one, people are working more from home. Yep. Number two, more smart home devices in every home, more so than ever. Probably, you know, it's probably one of those like it doubles every year type of thing. Um, and so, just the attack surface there from an IT perspective is getting huge. Yep. yep. And even I'm just picturing the whiteboard behind you sitting on a Zoom call with all that IP written on it. <laughs> oh yeah. No, it's all there. Uh, yep. Um, as we as we come to a close here I don't know were there any other takeaways that uh, that maybe we didn't touch on I don't because to me the whole point of well there's many points I guess of being here but you, you want to see people you want to have these conversations but if you if it goes in one ear and out the other and you yeah. go back to doing the same old same old it, it kind of a wasted a wasted opportunity in my opinion so yeah. anything you, you think security leaders will kind of take or other roles will take away from this week Actually. yeah i mean i think the 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 one biggest thing i would i would ask everyone to do is this is that you had those meetings you had those handshakes you kind of had a little bit of time to slow down the internal meeting structure and at least get out and talk to people and see what other other CISOs, other threat intel other SOC, other cybersecurity analysts other architects are doing Get those in on a plane ride home, write them down, brainstorm, pull out the cards of people that you met that you want to have a relationship with or less is definitely more. A fewer number of people, but good quality relationships is going to near your benefit. Um, when we always do the speeches at RSA, we always close on the, the closing side for what's called the takeaway. Mm. Um, no matter what you went to, you know, at RSA conference, what speeches you went to, what events you went to, what dinners or parties you went to, if you could just create a one page, five bullet points. <clears throat> what are the takeaways that you want to have from this experience? Is it a, hey, new attack surface, need to research more and get people together, perfect. Is it a, hey, met another person at another, I don't know, biomed pharmaceutical company, really want to have a meaningful relationship, find out how they're tackling X, Y, and Z hard problem that I'm tackling, well, that's great. Maybe you keyed in with a good speaker or presenter and you're like, wow, I really want to see where they go with that and follow them, follow the threads and everything else. That's perfect. You have some takeaways. This is not a, hey, let's just get jump on the plane, get a drink, go back home and, and you know, come, come Monday, May 1st, we're like just back in gear, back to the old grind. Why did you come? Mm -hmm. You know, kind of that, so what, who cares? Why did you come? What did you learn? What new relationships? How can you empathize with people? What new risks did you learn about? What can you kind of take back from that? And what do you need to do about it? Let's actually like three to five items, three to five bullet points. So we're actually making progress. And maybe to wrap it all the way around in a circle with all that amount, massive information, bring it down to what really matters to few mm -hmm. bullet points. Just feed that to ChatGPT. <laughs> ask for a summary and what really matters. Yeah, you know what I, lo I love. That. I love that. It was one of the um, <laughs> so for everyone listening, it was like I felt like every single booth is a with you know with ChatGPT uh, installed or inside a type of little logo on it. It's um yeah I guess you know I guess you could you could actually feed it the notes and have it write write you up a uh, yes ChatGPT write me up a uh, a program plan to go ahead and roll out. <laughs> Roll out the tasks for these following five themes. If it, you know what, if it's going to get it done, Marco, if it's going to have you do something, yes, let's go ahead and do that. Let's all go. I, back. I don't know if it's the most private, <laughs> smart choice, but sure, do that. Yeah. Oh uh, boy. Yeah. Well, it's that's definitely been a topic for sure. Um, and the the other side of that coin, the other topic I've heard is risk management. It's very, 
very uh, key this year, uh, yeah. which is good. I'm a risk. I like risk for some. Yeah. Like managing risk, I should say that. <laughs> I was about to say it could be. De- if you like risk, we can defer risk <laughs> over right. to you and decrease our risk. That's right. Just transfer it over. Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll deflect it. Don't worry. Um, no, but I mean, I love those points, Chris. That, yeah. that uh, know what you want to or figure out what you want to do. And I think the other point I'll make is you don't have to feel like you need to do it on your own. There are people here like you, let's be honest, that that have spent years and years looking at privacy, looking at security, looking at risk, have a team supporting you to do what you do, tap into folks like you to, to really help solve some of those hard problems. Yeah, you know, when people say team, so many times it's we get myoptic, oh, my mm. team. Mm. You know, it's like, oh, our executive team or oh, the Black Cloak team or oh, the, like, there's an RSA team here. Mm. That team is kind of who you assemble year after year after year through deep, meaningful relationships. It could be a vendor side, it could be a consulting side, it could just be somebody you sat next to, um, uh, you know, in the presentation and you guys took away something together or bumped into at a bar type of thing. But I mean, you know, the, the, the community here is and can be an extended part of your information security team. And, and really, quite honestly, also for you personally, as just yeah. developmentally, as an individual in the information security space, um, there's so many cool teams and cool things to get involved in. Yeah. Um, relationships matter. Yep. Stronger together, they say. Yep. We, I, the I've theme. heard that before. That's the theme. <laughs> too. Yep. And I, I, I wholeheartedly agree, especially here. And Chris, thank you hey, for thank you. Uh, for taking the time today and, and sharing your insights and uh, your thoughts on how to make the most of what's left and what comes after. And for everybody listening, thanks for uh, for tuning in to this conversation from RSA Conference 2023. We'll have links to uh, Chris's profile and Black Cloak and and uh, anything else we think would make sense. I, I think we'll probably reinclude your your sessions. I don't think one one of them was recorded. I'm not mistaken. I think, uh, I think we have Chatham House rules on one, so I don't yeah. know if they record it or not. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, we'll, whatever's we'll appropriate, we'll, we'll certainly include in the notes uh, for folks to, to connect with here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so thanks everybody. There's, there's more coming, so stay tuned. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. If you enjoyed this podcast, share ITSP Magazine with your friends, family, and colleagues. Thank you for listening.